Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Gloriously Good, the podcast which gives you inspiration for how to nurture happiness in your daily life. I'm your host, Flory, and today we are talking about a very interesting form of body movement called Acro Yoga. I discovered this type of body movement uh, last year and I got to practice it again recently at an event organized by the Lululemon store in Guildford where I met two very talented Acro Yoga teachers, Julie and Matt, who were teaching the class. So today I am joined by Julie and Matt who have agreed to come on the show to talk to us about the benefits of Acro Yoga. Julie and Matt, welcome to the show and thank you for agreeing to be with us today. I'm very happy to be talking to you today about such an interesting form of workout, exercise and body movement called Acro Yoga. Thank you for hosting us. Yeah, thanks for having us. So would you like to start by telling us what is Acro Yoga and how did you get into it? How did you discover Acro Yoga? I'm thinking many of our listeners must think acro yoga is like yoga but not quite acro yoga is um, the combination of two words so acro is short for acrobatics and yoga of course is yoga um, acro yoga is it's really two different things um, there's something we call the solar side that's the energetic uh, very active exciting side of, of acro yoga it's what you usually see in pictures on Instagram and most of the classes you go to are the solar side. And then we also have the lunar side, which is more of the yoga side of it. The lunar side of, of Acro Yoga being uh, focused on restorative. Um, it's based on uh, Thai yoga massage, uh, but bringing that into a flying format um, in the same way that solar does. But again, it focuses on um, restorative uh, massage, uh, building softness and gentleness through through trust. Mm, that's so interesting. How did you get into it? I discovered it on the beach somewhere when someone <laughs> first gave me flight. I was so excited when I had my first flight. And then when I came back, I researched it on Google, obviously, and saw some videos, and that was it. That was like, I was on it. <laughs> I, um, I discovered it very differently. Um, I was actually... <laughs> This is, a, this is a very personal thing, but um, I was seeing a, a counselor to work through some, you know, just emotional issues, and she knew that I was uh, a yoga teacher, and, you know, we were talking about, I was having trouble connecting with people. After a session, um, she went off and did some research, and when I came to the next session, she said, hey, I read about this thing called Acro Yoga, and I think it would um, help you to learn to connect with people. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, so I Googled it, found a workshop, went to it, um, and I was like, okay, yeah, this will, this will definitely help me on my journey of connecting with people. Um, so yeah, that's how I discovered Acro Yoga. Mm, what great advice you received from your counselor, which kind of shaped your career in a way. Yeah, she was worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been practicing and teaching Acro Yoga now? Um, well... That day on the beach was like in 2008 or 2009, but there was only one teacher in England at the time, and she was miles away from me. So I just kind of messed around with friends, uh, whoever was willing to kind of have a play around that didn't know what I was doing. So I would say just really regularly for the last couple of years, and just teaching for just the last year. Same for me, yeah. I um, only discovered it about two and a half, three years ago, and 
then got really serious into it about a year and a half ago. And then, um, like Julie, we've both been teaching yoga for, for many years, uh, but then teaching acro yoga for the last year. And do you now host regular classes of acro yoga? Where can people come and train with you? So my regular um, session is in Guildford in the Village Hall in Chilworth. Yeah. It happens on Fridays, so people can come and do a class for an hour and then just have some playtime. We call it a jam mm. for, for another hour. And that's every Friday? Play. Yeah, um, yeah, most Fridays, okay. Friday nights. And I'm based in, in Reading, just out the M4 from London. Um, I have a regular class on Thursday evenings at Yoga Reading. But I'd say to anyone listening to this, there's, there's generally active yoga classes all over, um, especially in the big cities, of course. There's, there's always something going on. And living in different cities, how did you meet and how did you start working together? Oh, we, we trained together. Ah, okay. Yeah, and we're not that far from each other. About an hour? Yeah, yeah. yeah about an hour drive, yeah. But we did our teacher training for acro yoga together. That's where we... Um, first met mm, and it's quite interesting okay. we were saying last night um, <laughs> during our training there was like 40 people and the two of us we didn't really talk much um, for whatever reason we just you know you can't get to know all 40 people but um, now we can't stop talking now we, yeah, now we just we're always like hey you want to come hang out hey you want to come play so um, you know those kind of experiences you really do make really good friends yeah <laughs> That's great. I find that yoga, and in particular acro yoga, really brings people together. Especially like in acro yoga when the poses are quite challenging. You need to trust the others for to sustain you and for support. Absolutely. One of the really cool things I think that we get to see as teachers a lot is when people try acro yoga for the first time, there is often a fair bit of fear. Um, there's a hesitation um, there's a, it's new, of course, so they don't necessarily know what to do with their body. But for most people, it's the first time they're actually trusting someone. Or trusting themselves. Or trusting themselves, yeah. yeah, to not fall on their face, you know, and then, or, you know, hurt their, hurt themselves. Um, but then we see this beautiful moment where all of a sudden they realize, oh my goodness, this is fun and exciting. And, um, you know, the laughter and the smiles that come with it. Like I said, as teachers, we're really blessed to see that often. You see that moment of empowerment as well. Like suddenly they can, they can trust themselves or they can trust each other, really. Yeah. What advice would you have for people who, like you say, are quite hesitant or fearful to try a challenging pose in, in acro yoga, like a flying pose? I think we work quite progressively. And in this way, I think it builds their confidence. Most of the time when we work in this way towards like a more complex pose, um, they're, they're, by the time we get there, they're quite willing to at least give it a try. So we work with a lot of spotters. So in that way, we can show them that it's, it's safe. And for our listeners who may be wondering what spotters are, these are people who are there to support you when trying a challenging pose like flying, to give you that extra sense of support and confidence that you're not going to fall. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And sometimes we, you know, if it's a, the more complex the pose, then if people are fearful, we can, they can always ask for more support. They can surround themselves with people <laughs> to catch them. <laughs> so in your classes, for example, how do you get people who have never met each other 
to trust one another, to hold and support each other when trying a more challenging pose? I think one of the main ways we do that is through the warm-ups. Um, as you said, when people don't know each other, and especially if they are new to this type of activity, um, just coming to a class, you know, literally just stepping to the door can be scary enough. And so we do try to ease people into that experience. Um, usually we start off with an individual type warm-up. Maybe it's something really simple like just holding a plank. Um, some teachers like to do a little short yoga flow. And so it's getting people moving first individually. And then we will do little exercises in partners or in pairs. Um, maybe it's something as simple as um, taking hands and then um, doing a partner squat. Um, so we, we kind of ease people into that interacting with people um, in a safe way first to get their bodies warmed up. Um, and then we move it into the acro side of things where they you know, start to fly. Mm, that's so interesting. And where do you get your inspiration from when designing the flow of your classes? I think we watch a lot of videos. <laughs> and we do yeah. attend a lot of workshops. We're together right now because we are at, a, at another Acro Yoga convention for the weekend. Oh, wow. That sounds very yeah. fancy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think we get a lot of inspiration from each other, from the community. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Definitely the community. That's one of the nicest things about Acro Yoga um, for me. Um, as you know, as I shared, you know, how I discovered acro yoga was was to facilitate personal healing and connecting with people, mm-hmm. and that's where the the huge benefit, the biggest benefit I think of acro yoga is. There's always a friend when you do acro yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's almost like someone that speaks another language. So um, when you when you have been practicing a little bit, when you do know a little bit of what it is, no matter where you are in the world there's always someone else that, that also knows a little bit of that language. And so that aspect of community is very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as Julie said, when it comes to actual classes, we do watch, watch a lot of videos. You know, Instagram <laughs> is great for um, finding something new and, and then just saying, hey, you know, we're, gonna, we're just going to play and have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wouldn't recommend just watching an Instagram video and trying it. <laughs> oh, yeah, agreed. Yeah. If you haven't built up that that some of the stuff can be quite complex and yeah I can, I can remember when I first started and just like flying a simple thing like bird just not even understanding where to place my foot I think I, I had a lot of like little fails <laughs> or big fails <laughs> so we would always recommend to people to come to a class first to get foundation and to learn the basics before trying things at home yeah and I know you spend a lot, a lot of time teaching acro yoga. So when do you get to practice it yourself and enjoy the benefits of this practice? Oh, well, we definitely make time. <laughs> yeah, we we're like you know, like I go to see Matt a lot, and we go to London a lot to train in the jams. And we're at a convention, like I said, right now, and we'll be at conventions all through the year now. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, for me, it's interesting. I've done always done some kind of movements, you know, whether it's swimming or cycling or yoga or going to the gym. But acro yoga is one of those things where as, even as a teacher, because you enjoy it so much, I just want to do it more myself. Yeah. Um, you know, so we, and, and I would say this is true of every teacher I've ever met. You know, we put a lot of our own personal time into um, just playing with each other, with having fun, with, um, learning new things, getting better at things we already know. 
Um, you know, so when Julie says we're at a convention this weekend, you know, it really is the whole weekend. You know, we, we arrived here at noon on Friday and went till 8 p.m. And today, Saturday and Sunday, we'll do the same <laughs> from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, and we literally do actors all day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a, and, I think, yeah. and I think the nice thing about Echo is, you, well, you can do the conditioning stuff on your own, but a lot of stuff you have to practice with someone else. So it really gets me, make, you know, gets me out of the house, makes me like make the effort to, to go and find the community to play with. So, it, yeah, I think it's really, it's really sociable. Is the convention an event that happens every year? Oh, yeah. Like, like Matt said, I mean, if you just Google, like, Echo Yoga class or, or workshop. Or yeah. festival. Mm -hmm. There's, like, yeah, festivals, festivals yeah. conventions, workshops. It, there's something happening every month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I love that. And is it just for teachers or is it also for people that want to come and learn more? No, like at this, like at this convention that we're at, there there are about five workshops every slot. So there's like um, five workshops every slot and five, uh, five in total every week. And there's one for beginners, and then it goes up to like crazy level. And is it in Guildford? You said no, we're in Bristol right now. Oh, Bristol. Well, there's one in. I, I want to say every city, but yeah. This yes. I would just say there there's a variety of events that happen all over, um, organized by different people. Um, all across the UK, but all all across the world, really. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's important for anyone that's listening that is new. Um, a lot of after yoga as a as a thing has has really made this kind of stuff accessible to everyone. Yeah. Um, when we traditionally think about acrobatics, we think about you know you go to the circus and you see people do you know incredible but also crazy things that you think you'll never be able to do in your life. And to be honest, most of us never will do that kind of stuff. But after yoga makes things really accessible and really easy, um, which, is, which is the beauty of it. Yeah. That's great. And thinking about the sense of community, bringing people together from various parts of the world, do you also organize acro yoga retreats? I'm trying to think if I've been to an acro yoga retreat. Have you? I have. I went to one. Um, it was it was very similar to a yoga retreat. You know, you go, you know, kind of a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sleep over in a house with a oh, bunch yeah. of other people, and then, yeah, but you just do after yoga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we we do them. Yes, that's uh, right. Well, I'm doing some retreats, but um, yeah, I think I, I go to so many conventions and workshops. So I've not been to a retreat yet, but okay. I would definitely go to a retreat. <laughs> yeah. But you're running. I'm running. Yeah. Yeah, Julie is. Is running several of them this year. I'm running two oh. retreats this year. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. so well, I'm I'm teaming up with um two really amazing acro yoga teachers this year. Um, I'm teaching the yoga bit, and they're teaching the acro bit because they're more experienced. But yeah, that was that's gonna be fun. Amazing. Yeah. When are they taking place? Um, we will be in Corfu in May. Yeah. And in Bali in September. Mm-hmm. And how do people find out about them? Do they go on your website? Yeah, all the details are on my website. And do you want to share your website? <laughs> it's julieyoga.com. And what would you say are the main benefits that you have experienced from practicing acro yoga, from the benefits you've seen on your body as well as on your mind? Well, wow, so many. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I would say, stronger 
um, happier, happier. Yeah. I think happier in one word mm. would be like the key benefit for me. Mm. Yeah. 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 Just before we um, joined you for this, Julie and I were. I was commenting, Julie, saying, you know, I used to go to the gym and lift some weights, um, and I was getting stronger. But since I've been doing acro yoga, I actually feel like I'm getting stronger, or even even more stronger than when I was you know, doing things in the gym because. Um, you know, as a base, you know, the person lifting someone up for flying, not only is there strength to it, but it's all the fine muscles, the small muscles that you use to help balance and control. So I definitely feel stronger in the body. Um, and mind-wise, um, yeah, like I shared, you know, for me it was a journey of healing and um, feeling more open to connection, feeling more open to um, interacting with people in a way that is not, well, in a way that is just fun and focused on focused on all the positives of two people interacting. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. You know, acro yoga, it's it's never the, the the negative sides of people interacting. It's always the positives, and that's why I think also like you know, Julie says happy because yeah. yeah, when you're working with people in all the positive ways, uh, because that's all there is available to you, um, you can't help but be happy and find joy. Yeah, mm. I find as well, like I've been practicing yoga for like 20 years now. Yoga really connects you to yourself. And actually yoga connects that whole self to everyone. So one is an inward practice and one is an outward practice. And I think actual yoga is a combination of both. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think that's what's so amazing about it. Oh, yeah, I love hearing that. And I guess you get all that happiness you mentioned from establishing closer bonds with people. And from meeting people from various parts of the world. Also, going back to what you Matt, said about lifting weights in the gym, I really believe that one of the reasons why acro yoga uh, can make you more powerful and stronger is because, after all, you use your own body weight or the body weight of the partner that you train with to sustain yourself or your partner to achieve different poses. And that, I suppose, defines your body in a more powerful way than, say, lifting weights in the gym could do. Yeah, potentially. I mean, there's no replacement for, you know, just lifting heavy things. You know, that's going to that's gonna absolutely make your muscles bigger and stronger. Um, so I think for many people, you know, I do know a lot of people in after yoga who weight train, you know, as part of their, their conditioning. And, of course, it does make them better at, at acro yoga and at acrobatics in general. So um, there's no replacement for, for pure strength training. Um, but I think it's good to combine it with, with movements like acro yoga so that you're also working your, your, your smaller muscles to get balance and um, control in there as well. Mm, definitely. And are you full-time acro yoga teachers or is it more like a hobby for you? I'm, I'm full-time yoga and acro yoga teacher. Yeah. Um, I don't do it full-time, but I, I would not say it's a hobby for me. I would say it's a passion. Um, hobby makes it seem like yeah. it's something I do, you know, as a, as a, um, as a, you know, thing that I don't necessarily think too much about. Um, yeah. but I do put a lot of thought into, um, what I'm doing. I do put a lot of thought into every class. Um, whereas a hobby I feel like is, would be more casual. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's like more like a way of life. Yeah. And, yeah more than a hobby.
Yeah, like a lifestyle. Even if, even though I don't teach full time, I would agree with that. You know, it's a part of my lifestyle overall. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt, how do you split your time between your day job and your passion? It's a challenge. Um, it's not something that comes easily, to be honest. Um, I think for me, I'm able to do it because I'm well organized. Um, I think it's something that e equally, you know, I put attention and effort into planning a class or a workshop. I equally put that effort into, you know, I guess organizing my life and, and having that balance. Um, I think my age helps as well. You know, I'm not, you know, 20 years old, you know, I'm mid thirties. So a bit, a bit more settled and a bit more, um, I guess, you could, yeah, yeah. Still yeah. plenty of maturity to gain, of course, but yeah, um, a little more settled, a little more stable, you know, understanding myself and know what my limits are. Yeah. Um, hmm, that's so interesting. And do you have like a daily ritual or a mantra that you pra practice every day, which helps you to lead a gloriously good life? Well, I have I have this morning ritual. So I just roll out of bed, and normally I roll onto my mat. <laughs> That's wow. the first thing I do every morning, and yeah. um, I sit and and I I want to say I practice, but it's more like I start to move. Yeah, okay, I practice. It's it's. I make the movement. I just awaken my body in that way. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I sit for a moment and just kind of be quiet before I start the day. And I find, like, this way of starting the day is best for me so I'm not kind of all over the place. And also to remind myself every morning of just how great it is to be alive, I guess, to be here and to live, eat faithfully. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. I suppose it's a way of medit meditation, but also uh, gentle movement and connecting with your body. Oh, yeah. I think um, I came from a very kind of active background, so my body really needs it in the morning. If I just come, if I just jump out of bed and start my day, even if I just jump out of bed and start to brush my teeth, it kind of ruins my day. <laughs> I have to sit for a moment and I have to just, yeah, even if it was just for 10, 15 minutes, it, it doesn't have to be a long thing. But yeah, that's my, that's my morning ritual. And how long do you practice the ritual for? Yeah, it, it just depends on how much time I have or, mm -hmm. or how early I woke up. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I would say like a minimum, minimum like 10 minutes, but yeah. normally it's, a, it's about half an hour. And how long have you been practicing this for? Uh, when did you incorporate it into your daily life? I would say like, I don't know, a decade at least. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that you kept it going and you've made a habit out of it. Like, like yeah. you're brushing your teeth, it's just the thing that you do in the morning. Yeah, I think... It's as important as my coffee. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> After that, coffee. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> yeah, get coffee to complement the ritual. And what about you, Matt? Do you have a daily ritual or a mantra that you could share with us which helps you feel glorious every day? Yes. Um, I'm the opposite of Julie. Um, for me, it's a nighttime ritual. Um, I find, for me, um, setting up myself to sleep well means that the next day will be will be great. So for me, my evening ritual really focuses around something, a term that is quite popular these days, which is self-care. Um, for me, it's, you know, being a guy, it's, it's a little uncommon, I think, but it's something I encourage all men to do. Um, 
and it's to take care of, of yourself and your own body in a in a bit of a nourishing way. So, um, you know, I I put lotion on my feet, um, so I give myself a little bit of a self uh, foot rub, uh, mm. rubbing some lotion onto my feet. Um, I also moisturize my face, you know, put a little lotion on my uh, on my skin. Um, but in that ritual of of just massaging my own feet, um, applying moisture to my own skin. Um, I do it slowly and mindfully. Um, it's not something I rush. Sometimes it takes 10 minutes. Um, and sometimes as I'm just sitting there, I just take maybe a minute or two to just sit. Um, it's that stillness, that quietness before I go to bed that just helps me to settle both my body and my mind. Um, and most importantly, to sit with myself. Um, you know, it's, it is something that I do just with myself. And it is something that allows me to take that small moment to reflect on, am I happy with myself or am I not? Um, and being okay with either, you know, with either answer um, and not judging myself, um, not, not inhibiting those thoughts in either, in either way. And then, yes, yeah, jumping yeah. into bed and falling asleep. Oh, I love how you have a bedtime ritual, which I suppose is a bit unusual in a way. And I suppose this ritual is also a form of meditation and connecting with your body. How long have you been practicing this for? Um, I've been doing some form of it for maybe three or four years. Um, mm -hmm. The current, uh, like I mentioned, the foot rub, that's probably something I've only done in the last year um, because I realized, oh, I really like it. But uh, yeah, mm. in some form, about three or four years. Um, and it and it will evolve and adjust, but fundamentally, you know, it's a a, a bedtime ritual. I think it's great how you have a ritual to ease yourself into sleep. I'm gonna start doing that. I think it's a form of self reflexology in a way. Um, and you know, yeah, I was. I think it's important to share also. Um, you know, so I'm married, and um, I do that ritual for myself, and it's like I said, ten fifteen minutes. But then actually. Um, I then actually massage my, my partner's feet um, oh. and uh, same, you know, apply um, oils and lotion to my partner's feet. And it's very interesting because that part of, you know, when you're in a relationship, when you are married, um, that's a big part of your life. And that has a big impact on your life, uh, both of your lives. And so that ritual also includes, you know, my partner. Mm. Um, there's the part that is for me and then there's the part that is for us. And it is you know, a little shorter, you know, I may only massage my partner's feet for a minute or two, but, <laughs> but that is an important part of it. Um, and like I said, that means we go to bed and fall asleep nicer. And then, you know, that sets up our day mm. better as well. So oh. very much in the theme of after yoga, very important to take care of yourself, but also to help support and take care of those around you. I love that. That's so powerful. I'm going to ask my fiance to give me a foot massage every night before bed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It's great to have a ritual to ease yourself into sleep, and I'm definitely going to start doing that. It's such good advice. Thank you. Well, thank you so much to both of you for agreeing to share your practice with me today and with our listeners. I've definitely learned a lot from you. This episode has inspired our listeners to try acro yoga and to experience that wonderful feeling of overcoming one's limit mental or physical limitations and experience that sense of freedom and flying that acro yoga gives you, which you can only get from this kind of practice.
And also, thank you for sharing your daily rituals with us, as well as your advice and insights. Would you like to share with us your social media handles where people can find you online and connect with you, learn more about your upcoming workshops, retreats, and events that you organize or take part in? Yeah, so mine is um, Brahma Swarup Yoga. Um, And that's, yeah, if you Google that, people can find it on Instagram or Facebook. That's Brahma Swarup Yoga. What does it stand for? It's such an unusual social media name. Yeah, Brahma Swarup. um, It is uh, Sanskrit. So Brahma is the word that means essentially all of existence, all of the universe. And Swarup means the essence of or the, the manifestation of. Um, so combined, Brahma Sarup meaning the essence of existence or the essence of the universe. Um, and for me, that was uh, two words that are trying to symbolize that I'm just, I'm a small part of this huge, massive thing that's bigger than any of us can even comprehend. Um, but I do have my own place in it. And um, that's important for me, obviously, as a, as a person, as a human um, but also in the lives of, of those around me. Wow, what a meaningful social media handle. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, I know. Now I can't that. say mine. <laughs> oh no, please do. <laughs> okay, mine is, mine is just really simple. It's just my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing quite so profound. Um, and it's uh, Julie Ukrins. Uh, yeah, not not so easy to spell either. It's not easy to spell. <laughs> not. Uh, so it's uh, Julie with, uh, with double E. It's J-U-L-E-E. And then yeah. it's Y-E-W hyphen C-R-I-J-N-S. Okay, thank you. I'll put those in the description notes of this episode. Yeah. Cool. Okay, thank you. Um, really appreciate your time today and have a wonderful time at the convention. Uh, we will. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm sure have you a great day. And I do hope that this episode has inspired many of our listeners to uh, try Acro Yoga and experience the benefits of the practice for themselves, particularly the sense of flying and freedom that I find you can only get from this kind of um, workout and body movement. Until next time, um, have a gloriously good time and see you on the next episode.